everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Novel. It's mid-July 2005. FBI agent Mike Gator leaves the bustle of New York City for a wealthy neighbourhood in Long Island. He looks out the window as he rolls up a perfectly manicured driveway towards a huge house. It was a very nice ranch-style house. It steps up to the front door, and I think there was a, a little bit of a porch there. It's clear whoever lives here is not short of a buck or two. The landscaping was beautiful. I think it had a pool in the back. The car pulls to a stop. Gator and a couple of other agents get out. We rang the bell. The door opens. There, in front of them, is a man in his 80s. Thick silver hair, heavy set. Agent Gator flips his badge. Look, we have a warrant to search your house. He said, all right, come in, let's do this. How can we do this? When the man speaks, Agent Gator immediately recognizes the voice. He's been secretly listening to it for almost a year. It's very distinctive. It is as if he's got a mouth stuffed with marbles. And you cannot understand a word he says. This old guy with the impossible voice, is a big deal. He was deemed as one of the most successful wise guys in the history of New York City wise guys. Matthew Ionello, otherwise known as Matty the Horse, is the acting boss of a mafia crime family. A knock at the door from the FBI has been a long time coming. Did not phase him at all. He was cool as a cucumber. Matty calmly shows the agents inside. We just sat him down at his kitchen table where he would be comfortable. We just got down to business. The agents begin to search with methodical precision. You just can't tear through the house like you see in the movies and throw everything on the floor and just kick it all around. That's not how the FBI operates. We have to leave the house as we find it. What were you looking for? Documents, various records, 
While the other agents carefully searched the many rooms in this enormous house, Agent Gator hangs back to break the ice with Matty. Just to talk. And just to, you know, for lack of a better phrase, get to know one another. What did you talk about? I said, how did you get that nickname? So Matty told me himself. He was playing baseball with a bunch of other kids. And there was a fight. And he punched a much larger kid and knocked him out. And somebody looked at him and said, oh, you punched like a horse kicks. And from that moment on, he was known as Matty the Horse. Several hours later, the agents have filled box after box with files and documents. Their search is complete. But before they leave, Agent Gator has some parting words for Matty. I said, you're going to be seeing me again soon. And he's like, really? I go, yeah. And he kind of shrugged his shoulders. He's like, well, if I'm going to, I'm going to. All right. And he said, look, do me a favor. Can you at least just give me a call? Please, just give me a call and there won't be any problems. And I said, okay. No problem. And with that, the agents leave with a trunk loaded with evidence. The New York FBI have been looking into Matty for years, building a complex case against him. But today's search was actually conducted on behalf of the FBI in New Haven, Connecticut. They have good reason to believe Matty the horse has close ties to a man they've been targeting. A certain hockey-loving trash magnet, Jimmy Galante. I've got my guy going to the meeting tomorrow. You know what? Uh, if he has anything interesting he'd like me to relay, other than hi, like, you know, uh, Grandpa said hi to him. Here's Jimmy on the phone in 2005. The FBI are particularly interested in this call. Like, you know... Uh, Grandpa says hello, Long Island, or something. That might uh, put the fear of shit into him. Grandpa says hello from Long Island. You know, however cryptically you could do it, you know. It's not that cryptic, though, is it? 85-year-old Matty the Horse lives in Long Island. That might shake his tree a little. Okay. With ties to one of the most senior figures in the New York Mafia... It's starting to become pretty clear why you do not fuck with Jimmy Galante. I'm Claire Crofton. From the teams at Novel and iHeartRadio, this is The Fighty Pucks. Game 8, Grandpa on Long Island. When I started reporting this story, not only did I know fuck all about hockey, I wasn't exactly au fait with the mafia either. But Special Agent Mike Gator took me through everything I needed to know. I'm a retired FBI special agent. In the late 90s, Agent Gator was part of a law enforcement effort to crush a certain type of crime. Traditional organized crime, Italian mafia... They were powerful, influential, and were a significant crime problem. At the time, they were recognized as the largest crime problem by the FBI in New York. There was significant work to be done. The FBI, in particular, in conjunction with the Department of Justice, engaged in a concerted effort 
to go after the Italian mafia in New York City, but also uh, at its other locations throughout the country. Young Agent Gator was assigned to look at one specific crime family. The Genovese family in particular uh, is recognized as and traditionally was the most powerful, the largest organized crime family in New York City. Powerful being wealthy, having the most control, uh, having influence over the most influential sectors of industry and business in New York City. It's thought that the Genovese crime family have been active since the 1890s. They were named after one of their early bosses, Vito Genovese. Members of this so-called family aren't necessarily related by blood. Instead, they swear an oath of allegiance. And in the early 2000s, Matty the horse Ionello was the acting boss of the family. He's one of the most powerful men in New York City, period. Very business savvy, very successful. And Agent Gator and his team are determined to get him. After watching the old man for a while, they have enough evidence to push their investigation to the next level. In November 2004, the courts allow them to bug Matty's phone. Now his calls will pass through a bank of computers in the FBI offices. All Agent Gator and his team have to do is wait. When that first phone call triggers, the bell goes off, the light goes on, and so everybody looks at each other. It was an exciting moment. And when you start hearing the voice, you're extremely satisfied that you're at that point where you're now recording your subject's voice. That was certainly tempered by the fact that nobody could understand a word he was saying. I took a special interest in trying to decipher and understand what he was saying because somebody had to. So uh, at a necessity, I became somewhat of an expert on transcribing and uh, deciphering his words. But there aren't a lot of conversations for Agent Gator to interpret. Matty doesn't use his phone much. As the head honcho, he's not really the one to get his hands dirty. If the FBI wants to understand and prove what this crime family is up to, they have to get creative. We were able to get an authority for a wiretap to place a microphone at a table in a famous Italian restaurant in Queens in a neighborhood where wise guys reside, where the crew would meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays and have wise guy hangouts. And so the thought was, let's try and capture some of those conversations. Bugging a wise guy hangout is not going to be easy. Agent Gator and his team have to break into the restaurant in the middle of the night to install a camera and a microphone. Once they're all set up, they can sit back and enjoy the drama from the comfort of an FBI surveillance room across town. And they begin to build a picture of what Matty and his crew are up to. The people in the crew are loaning money to businesses on the street at uh, extremely high and illegal rates. And if payment is not received, then the response can be violent. Illegal gambling, the illegal control for decades of the New York City public school system bus drivers union. We learned that the president of the union was actually a made member of the Genovese crime family while acting as the president of the union. But just as they're collecting all this incriminating information, Agent Gator's phone rings 
it's another FBI agent with some bad news. Found the bug at the restaurant. Our hearts sank because then that means the investigation's over. No point trying to keep a low profile now. Might as well pop down to Queen's in person. They get to the restaurant and the atmosphere is weird. Immediately, people realized that we were law enforcement. I told the maitre d', I said, please tell your boss that uh, he has something that belongs to us. After some whispering at the back table... Up comes the maitre d' with a paper bag, and he gives it to me, and he says, I was told to tell you that it's all there, and inside the paper bag is all of the equipment. A camera with a microphone. Okay, that's very nice. Please tell your boss that we'll be seeing him soon and to have a nice night. And then we left with our equipment that they pulled out of the wall. And this is when his team in New York are alerted to an FBI investigation over in Connecticut, an investigation into the garbage industry. Okay, what do you have going on? What do we have going on? You know, is there any intersection? There was. A big intersection. The agents in New Haven think their main target, Jimmy Galante, is connected to New York's main target, Matty. And better yet, they've secured a warrant to search Matty's house. Logistically, since it was in New York, we would be doing the major part of providing the resources necessary to conduct a search warrant. Which is how Agent Gator winds up at Matty's kitchen table, learning how the horse got his name. And less than 10 days after that search, Agent Gator's back outside the Long Island ranch house. But this time, he's not just gathering evidence. It's time for a takedown. That's after the break. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (laughs) 
Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. It's a big day for Agent Gator, late July 2005. He's been sitting in his car since the small hours. Six in the morning, you have a rally point where all your investigators meet nearby where the residence is. FBI agents have made the early morning journey over to Matty's Long Island neighborhood. It's not long since Agent Gator was here last, searching for evidence to help the New Haven FBI with their investigation into Jimmy Galante and his trash empire. Gator told Matty he'd be back, and true to his word, here he is, this time with an arrest warrant. After months of covert surveillance for their own investigation into the New York Mafia, Agent Gator and his crew now have enough to bring Matty in. But Gator made the old man a promise. He pulls out his phone and punches in Matty's number, the number he's spent the last few months listening in on. This time, Agent Gator isn't a silent eavesdropper. Maddie. And he goes, Yeah, this is Mike from downtown. Mike, how are you? Good. And I go, It's time. Today? Yep. And he goes, All right, I'm going to open the door, come in, you're not going to have any problems. I don't expect any problems, but just come to the door right now because we have to do this. Okay, okay, okay. Agent Gator and the rest of his team approach the front door. No need to break it down. A promise is a promise. And then next thing you know, <laughs> the door opens, and he's standing right there in his pajamas. He looks at us, six to seven New York City detectives and FBI agents. He goes, I only ask one thing. He goes, please don't wake up my wife please, can you just be quiet? I said, not a problem. And we walked into the foyer and we said, look, you're under arrest and read him his rights and say, look, here's how we have to do this. Let's take you to your bedroom, get you dressed, brush your teeth and we'll get out of here. That's when everybody stopped and started listening. And it was a theme to the Godfather. And everybody starts looking at each other and looking at Maddie and Maddie starts looking at us recognizing that we're now listening to the theme from The Godfather, and he's being arrested as The Godfather for all intents and purposes. And we look into the living room den, and there's a large screen TV, and there are the credits to The Godfather. And we look at him, and everybody's got a smile on their face, except Maddie, who looks at us and he goes, it's just a movie, guys, it's just a movie. <laughs> he goes... Let's get dressed and we'll go. We said, okay, I think we should do that. Matty the Horse is charged with labour racketeering, extortion, large-scale loan sharking and the operation of illegal gambling businesses. And that's just based on the investigation Mike Gate has been working on in New York. As Matty awaits his hearing under house arrest, over in New Haven, Agent Jeff Waterman and his team are preparing a whole load of other indictments. 
Their main target has always been Jimmy Galante, but they also have some charges to bring against Matty. Thanks to the evidence they've bagged during their raids, New Haven FBI agent Jeff Waterman and his team believed they were starting to understand how exactly Jimmy Galante and Matty the Horse were connected. Essentially, the Genovese backed Galante's company, and in exchange, Galante paid a quarterly tax of $30,000. In return for paying this tax, the FBI believed Jimmy got to use Matty's reputation, which Mike Gator says would have gone a long way. You can use Matty's name and say, look, I've got these routes. I have this business. It's mine in case somebody else is trying to, quote unquote, muscle in or obtain those routes. Jimmy can then say, don't talk to me. You're going to have to talk to Matty the horse. The FBI think this is one of the ways Jimmy Galante was able to intimidate other trash haulers and gain control of the market. They claim it helped him become the multi-millionaire trash kingpin of Danbury. At the end of the day, it's about who has power. And at the end of the day, you don't want to cross Maddie or others like him because really, at the end of the day, it's also about violence. If they hear, oh, this guy is with Maddie and Maddie is overseeing him, people are going to say, OK, let me go find something else to do. And do you think that Maddie's crew would have used violence to protect people paying mob tax? Oh, if needed, without a doubt. These are not empty threats. <laughs> they can't be. You see, when people don't listen to their bosses, ultimately uh, they may pay the ultimate price, which is uh, to be uh, murdered. You end up in the trunk of a car, and that's that. More after the break. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. It's been six months since the FBI raided Jimmy's yard in July, and he still hasn't heard a peep out of them. Maybe the whole thing's blown over. By December 2005, the trash mogul has some positive news to keep his mind off the raid. His hockey team is killing it in their second UHL season. Brad Wingnut Wingfield is back and on fighting form, and the trashers are becoming hard to beat. By mid-April 2006, they finish up the season with a six-game winning streak. The Trashers top their division, and now they're in the running for the big prize, the Colonial Cup. They've made it to the playoffs. Colonial Cup finals represent a battle of good versus evil, in which apparently the Danbury Trashers are evil. Remember that to win the UHL championship, the Trashers will need to get through three playoff rounds the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and a final, and win a best of seven games in each round. In the first round, Danbury's bad boys are pitted against the Quad City Mallards from Illinois. It doesn't start well. The Trashers lose the first two games. Quad City has pulled off two stunning road victories. Danbury have some work to do. Word around town this week for the Danbury Trashers has been urgency. They need to fight back. They've had their game faces on pretty much all day. And they do fight back. The series ends up going to Game 7, where the Trashers duck under the finish line to steal victory. What a comeback tonight for Danbury. They were trailing at one point, 4-1, and then something magical happened for Danbury. They started scoring finally. The Trashers are through to the semi-finals, where they're up against defending champions, the Muskegon Fury. This is the team that knocked the Trashers out in last year's playoffs, and the Trashers want revenge. Welcome back to Muskegon, Michigan. We are live at the LC Walker Arena. I'm Phil Jubileo, and this is Danbury Trashers Hockey. Unlike last year, the team hold their own against the more experienced Fury. After game five, the Trashers with a three games to two lead in the UHL Colonial Cup semifinal best of seven series. The chance at the finals hangs in the fate of game six. It's a tough one. Between them, the teams score an astonishing 13 goals. Six to Muskegon and seven to the Trashers. Trashers win seven to six. What a game for Danbury. They've made it to the UHL final. 
This is the furthest the Trashers have ever come. And the first appearance in the Colonial Cup Championships for the Danbury Trashers. All that stands between them and that big silver cup. One last hurdle for Danbury to climb. They've got a date with their rivals from the Central Division, the Kalamazoo Wings. The Kalamazoo Wings. The team of Brad Wingfield's nemesis, Josh Elzinger. With a recent history of broken legs and bloodbaths, this final is going to be intense. I was nervous. I, I, I really was. Kalamazoo's left winger, Damien Sama, had heard the rumours about the trashers, but he'd never been in the lineup against them until the playoffs. I remember stepping off the bus and kind of wondering what I would be in store for. As the visiting team walked tentatively towards the arena, they stopped in their tracks. There was this 80-foot tall, 80-foot wide, it looked like a bedsheet, but it had the Danbury Trashers logo painted on it, and it had our logo painted on it, and it said, Welcome to the Pit of Hell. The Trashers are pulling out all the stops to get the edge. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, like, what is going to happen? Am I going to step on the ice and, you know, get clubbed in the head by one of the fans? Are they going to let the dogs loose and just kind of try to intimidate us? This is what they do. This is how they win. They beat up everybody. Like, something's going to happen. Something has to happen. And welcome back to the Danbury Ice Arena. Phil Jubileo with you. Game five of the Colonial Cup Finals facing off in just a few minutes. It's May 27th, 2006. Kalamazoo lead the Trashers three games to one. If the Wings win tonight's game, they take home the cup. Now it's do or die for the Trashers here tonight. If the Trashers lose tonight, their season's over. In their locker room, the Trashers prepare for battle, the mood is tense. Speedy centre forward Mike Omocholi taps into the bad blood between the teams for motivation. We hated each other. Both teams hated each other. We wanted that series so bad. If we lost that game, we were done in playoffs. As Mike psychs himself up, Jimmy Galante marches into the locker room. This is the most important game the Trashers have ever played – but he's not here to throw tennis balls. Tonight's pre-game pep talk is encouraging. Just go out and have fun and win. And with that, Mike and the rest of the trashers make their way along the corridor that leads out onto the ice. They've walked this way hundreds of times, but tonight feels different. As they pass through the heavy metal doors, the noise is deafening. Searing spotlights cut through clouds of dry ice. The team bursts into the rink and gaze up at a sea of banners. The crowd goes fucking nuts. The two teams line up. The puck drops. Mike Amicholi, up left wing, over the K-Wings line, drop past the ball regard, and the Trasher shoot it. Mike shoots. One-timer in front, blocked by Mark. But misses. 
And six minutes in, it's the Wings who score first. Dermot throws it across, right side, a shot, Carrier, he scores. And it happens again. Just past the near post at Kalamazoo with two quick power play goals. Have a two to nothing lead. The Trashers try to fight back. Front to Beauregard, Martin got a piece of it. But the Kalamazoo defense is just too good. Point a big drive, paddle save by Martin. Every time the Trashers shoot, the Wings deflect. And the Wings clear it out across center ice. As the first period ends, the Trashers skate off, their heads bowed. The Trashers are trailing Kalamazoo, two to nothing, and the Trashers facing elimination down three games to one here in the Colonial Cup Finals. So Danbury, if they want to keep playing, well, they're going to have to do a 180 in the second period and try to get back in the game. During the first intermission, the teams retreat to their locker rooms. The Kalamazoo Wings are on a high. Their coach gives Damien Sama and his teammates some mid-game advice. Look, we got two more periods. Play your type of hockey and we'll be champions. And for whatever reason, that really, like, I think resonated with the team because we came out and we just started playing loose. Maybe a bit too loose. In the second period, the Trashers seize their opportunity. Beauregard over the line, two on one. High slap to Heimovitz, he walks in, he shoots it, rebound in front, score! Heimovitz follows up his own shot, and he knocks it through Martin to get the Trashers on the board! And it is erupted here in Danbury. We'll see if this gives the Trashers a new lease on life. But with 13 minutes left in the second period, the puck hits Damien Sommer's stick. I can't explain what that feeling means, but I felt like I was going to score. It felt so good. So good. Damien Surma from the far circle able to convert the two-on-one on-man rush, and Kalamazoo is back on top by a couple. The Trashers fight back. Toward the end of the second period, Jeff Dorr, one of their most experienced players, gains control of the puck and steers it into the net. Now everyone is standing in Trasher Town. Can this be the break the Trashers need to get back in this game? As the second period ends, the Trashers are only one goal behind their rivals. Victory could be theirs, but they're going to have to hustle. And this is going to be a wild third period coming up. Pampers glaring at Danbury after 40 minutes of play as the Trashers... Possibly one period away from their season ending, and they're not going down without a fight. And neither are the fans. Trasher's diehard supporter, Greg Sinclair, watches from the stands as his team skates back out for the third period. He's surrounded by other rowdy fans who are now hurling abuse. Hey, player so-and-so, getting naked pictures of your girlfriend? No. You want to buy some? How much are you making? 200 bucks a week? After the season ends, you'll be mowing my lawn. (laughs) There's the generic insults, and then there's the personal ones. They must have talked to the players or something, because some of the things that they said, like, nobody would have known. I mean, they knew the names of guys' wives. I can't say the things that was said, because it was so offsides, but it was pure hatred for us. It was pure bedlam. Maybe the abuse from the stands has some effect, because with just six minutes left in the third period, 
The Trashers put on an electric performance. Elzinga poked away. Belagi gets to it behind the net. To the near circle to Heimovitz. Center point over to Grover. Lorisha scores! Donnie Grover from the center point. The Trashers have tied the score for the first time tonight. And now this place has erupted once again. And if the Danbury Trashers are going to be eliminated tonight, they're going down, kicking and screaming. As the final buzzer sounds, the score is tied. The game goes into a dramatic sudden death overtime. The first team to score wins. Everyone is standing at Danbury. This one again coming right down to the wire. The Trashers need their fans to power them on through the exhaustion and the tension. They need a win in order to have a shot at the cup. The players face off. Overtime begins. It's tense. The Trashers have decent possession of the puck. They even take a couple of shots, but they miss. And then, about two minutes into overtime, Mike Omicholi and Damien Sama are wrestling for the puck when another Kalamazoo player slides in and takes control. Down the board to the far corner for Rack. Far circle, Drake, one-timer score! The one-timer in the slot by Lucas Drake, and with 1.42 gone by in overtime, Kalamazoo has won the Colonial Cup. The Trashers are defeated. 4-3. They've fallen at the final hurdle. It's all over. Down on the ice, Damien Sarma and the rest of the Kalamazoo players are celebrating. The pure enjoyment on my face was absolutely insane. One of his ecstatic teammates grabs him. He picked me up like I was one of his little kids. He put his hands under my arms and just picked me up because he was so excited. I'm like, I fucking love you, man. Meanwhile, Mike Omicholi and the rest of the shell-shocked trashers are not sure what to do with themselves. We were exhausted, we were beat up, we were tired. It was an emotional game. Up in his commentary box, Phil Jubileo has his head in his hands. That moment, like, your heart sunk. They have put the Colonial Cup on a table at center ice along the far side. The Wings players are all hugging it. Very excited. I didn't really care about, you know, watching Kalamazoo celebrate because you're so invested in the team that you work with. While you want to describe things as a broadcaster accurately and fairly, it's still a little bit hard because, you know, you've been with this team for two years now. I'm the guy that saw it all, and it was sad. The Trashers players eventually skate over to their rivals. That's a great thing about hockey. You can push and pull. Fight all you want. At the end of the playoff series, everyone huddles at center ice, and you have the traditional handshake in a show of great sportsmanship. The Danbury Trashers losing in the Colonial Cup Championships in five games. I was really disappointed because I really thought this was going to be a team that won the whole thing. I mean, we were measured for championship rings. There's going to be a parade in Danbury. I was convinced of all that. And then it didn't happen. And it's like, oh, crap, what do we do now? And the Colonial Cup Finals won by Kalamazoo, 4-3 the final score in overtime. I would like to thank all of you for joining me. During the course of the year, I've been 
Happy to bring you Danbury Trashers hockey all season long. 76 regular season games, 18 playoff contests. It's painful, but as team president, AJ Galante has to come down from his box and shake hands with the winning team. It's one thing to lose in the finals. It's another thing to lose at home and seeing the other team, you know, celebrate and have the trophy on the ice. As the Kalamazoo flag is raised in Danbury, the trashers file off the ice in silence. AJ follows them into the locker room. The guys were kind of down in the dumps. You know, it was a long year and we were so close. Ever the optimist, he tries to make people feel better. I'd go to everyone individually, talk to them. Said, hey, we'll get them next year, we'll figure it out. Over the airwaves, Phil Jubileo signs off. It's been quite a long season and quite an exciting one. And uh, we were glad to bring it to you and we'll be glad to bring it to you once again next season. That'll do it from the Danbury Ice Arena. I say so long. We'll see you next year. You've been listening to Danbury Trashers Hockey. Have a great offseason, everybody. Goodbye. The Trashers' second season is over, and as spring swells into summer and the sun beats down on Danbury, it's time for the team to take a well-earned break, for the Trashers and the Galantes to pick themselves up and look to the future. Because there's always next season, right? But you know who's not taking a vacation this summer? The Feds. Having spent the last year painstakingly picking through the evidence against Jimmy and his mafia associates, the FBI are going in for the kill. And Jimmy? Well, he's not going down without a fight. If you were me, Jimmy, like, how would you... Listen, Claire, you've never heard me say I was an angel. No, that's true. You've been very upfront with me. Jimmy Galante is about to step out of the shadows. There's the FBI side, there's my side, and somewhere in the middle's the truth. That's next time on The Fighty Pucks. The Fighty Pucks is produced by Novel for iHeartRadio. For more from Novel, visit novel.audio. The series is hosted by me, Claire Crofton, and produced by me, Joe Wheeler, and Amalia Sortland. The executive producer is David Waters. Story editing from Max O'Brien, Mithali Rao, and Austin Mitchell. Our field producer is Babette Thomas. Our fact-checker is Dania Suleiman. Our hockey sensitivity reader is Nikhil Desai. Production management from Cherie Houston and Charlotte Wolfe. Sound design, mixing and scoring by Nicholas Alexander and Daniel Kempson. Music supervision by Nicholas Alexander and David Waters. Original music composed by Eric Phillips. Willard Foxton is creative director of development. Special thanks to Sean Glynn, Katrina Novell, David Vassaman, Sean Tytone, and Beth Ann Macaluso. Novel. 
Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.